This is literary bitchcraft. Um, we're sweating, and we got issues, <laughs> and we're bitching. Oh, I want to read this too. I don't Sorry. know how to hold I'm, this. I'm gonna it. put this away. I'm gonna hold this like I'm choking a man. <laughs> the only way you should hold anything. The only way you should hold any man. <laughs> <laughs> Even Tom Holland, Harry Styles, and Jake Gyllenhaal. That's how you get the frogs out. That's how you get the frogs out. So don't pray. Okay. So all the missing girls by Megan Miranda. This book opens up. How does it open? Um, um, she gets a call from her dad. She's yes. packing up her uh, apartment that she has. And Nick, not our Nick. Oh. <laughs> Nicole? Nicole. Yeah, that's what I call her. She calls me Nicole. That's so cute. <laughs> I just want to say, last time we recorded, Nicole brought Laura a, a plant. And it was so wholesome. Like, just watching you hand Laura the plant and the pure joy on her face. <laughs> it's at my office. I don't think you guys can know, like, the true... This is girl boss energy. <laughs> Birthing a succulent, bringing it to your friend. It's a little bill. <laughs> <laughs> I literally checked the leaves every day. I'm like, how are you doing? And I check the soil to make sure it's not dry. Mm-hmm. He can get a little dry. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to. I looked it up. I yeah. like did a little research. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> not strong enough. I'm literally going to cry. Oh, you Pisces. <laughs> She's so wholesome, dude. Like, what? <clears throat> okay, back to business. So Nick's uh, packing up her apartment that she's subleasing, uh, which I do want to point this out. This is, like, super early. We're not even through the plot. But I want to. we need to remember that she's subleasing this apartment. She's not ready to sell it. She's engaged oh, yeah, she's... to somebody, but she's not. she yeah. should be selling this apartment. It would make sense to sell it. No, I think also the point of subleasing in the story is that she's not going to go home for good. E. She's well, like, no, that was my life then, and like I'm fucking done with it, but I'll go back for my dad. Because he calls her and was like, I know where she is. And she's like, oh, dad, you just got to stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop. Let's move on. She was on our porch. And she's like, oh, no, she wasn't. And you find out she's talking about Nicole's Nicolette? Nic- Nick. Nicolette. Nick. Nick. Nicolette. Um, it's her, what's her best friend in high school who is missing. And her dad swears he knows where she is. Her name's Corinne. Yes. Okay, thank you. These, all these missing girls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> also, the names of this book are so wild to me. They, um, there's a Laura in the book. Yeah. It's uh, her brother's wife. But they all sound like princess names. Nicolette, Corinne. Laura, That's Corinne, and Antoinette. And Elise. To to piggyback off what you were saying about her subleasing the apartment, meaning she's not planning to stay when she goes back home. Because it opens with her subleasing her apartment. She's going to go home to pack up her childhood house. And sell uh, that one. Fix it. Sell it. Symbolism that she's done with her past. Yeah. And her, her dad has Alzheimer's. He's in a home. So it's time to pack up. He's also in debt and they don't know why. Um, and she gets a call from her dad being like, your best friend. She's on the porch. Um, and he says, Corinne, and she's like, uh, daddy, she's dead. She's been dead. Let's move on. Grow up. Uh-huh. I don't know if she's dead. She's just missing. Oh, well, she's missing and presumed dead. Yeah. And, uh, her subleasing the apartment to me showed she wasn't ready for either points in her life because she's supposed to be moving in with her fiance. She should sell this apartment and then move back in with her fiance when she gets back. Not doing that. 
She's not going home, though, either permanently. She's kind of in this crossroads, but she's choosing the new life. She clearly hasn't fully chosen it, and that comes out more and more and more. But it's like a subconscious thing. She's just too stupid to realize it. Love you, Whoa, baby girl. Oh, it's like in five years. Like, Danny. See, this is what I mean when I say a lot of authors rely on their characters being stupid. And sometimes mm. it bothers me. And, and maybe that's the pretentious thing we tapped on on Tuesday. No, I think that one's fair. But I just, I feel like a lot of these characters, it's like, it's the type A personalities being stupid that bothers me. Like, they know themselves. They should know their flaws. If they're really this type A, they should know certain blind spots. And it's kind of like, it, they're not, they don't make sense. Maybe that so yeah I'm back to four stars. Um, she goes home. Yeah. Um, she calls her fiance and we learn that he's this rich playboy, total opposite of her hick ass town. She's going back to. Um, she's made a mark for herself. She went off to college. She's smart. She changed her accent. I do want to point out as someone that listened to the audiobook for this, shouldn't they all have country accents? They should. There's a whole chapter on the accent section. I don't think they're super country. I think it's just small town. <clears throat> But it's it's mentioned, and I don't feel like her accent comes off. And maybe that's just, I mean, every voice actor is different. I don't think I'd be able to probably keep up with 90% of my characters having accents and then 10% of them not. So I respect that. I mean, she already had a hard time doing the male, doing the male voices, so I don't think she could have done an accent justice. <laughs> okay, here's some, here's some voice snippets. I hope this isn't illegal. And she ran. Fuck. <laughs> Because, okay, her Daniel voice is not that bad. Her Daniel voice is kind of how I do do voices. It's just pitched pretty low, so yeah. you can tell it's, it's a guy, but it's not. It's She still sounds like a woman narrating mm-hmm. a book. But her voice for, what's his name? Aaron. No, not Aaron. Tyler. Tyler. God. Wrong book. Wrong book. <laughs> for Tyler is like, fuck. <laughs> My monster truck. Anyway, so then she goes home. Uh, her brother, David, is there. And his wife is pregnant. He's kind of like, I can't be here because I have shit to do at home. I have to build a nursery. I have to hide a gun. <laughs> I've got to do a lot of crazy fun sh- stuff. Well, what's you know? that meme where it's like, that's a thing for later? <laughs> that's a secret. Or that's yeah. a secret tip for later. That's yeah, a secret tool that'll help us later. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a secret tool. That, that just played in my head. She just kind of she does the same shit every time she goes home, whether she has a fiance or not, and that's important because. Tyler, her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Her high school sweetheart. Love of her life. Or used to be. Wink, wink, wink. Because literally every time they, like, come into contact with each other, they just bump uglies within, like, 24 hours. They, um... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He kind of pulls up in his truck. Like, she does some shit. She cleans the house. She takes her ring off, and she kind of has, like, way too much contemplation about it. It's like, baby girl, if you got to think about it that long, leave it off. She starts cleaning. Her ex-boyfriend pulls up in his pickup truck and is like, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, baby girl! (laughs) And she's like, hey. And he's like, I've got a girlfriend now. And she's like, okay, I didn't really ask. Literally, she's like, okay, and? What about it? So, you have pussy. I don't care. I'm going to think about it for the next four chapters (laughs) for so long and hard, like you. What? And then he, she finds out who the girlfriend is. It's her neighbor that she knew, grew up next to that also left but then came back like her, but like came back permanently, unlike her. Q Annalise, who she's like, isn't she like 12? Because she was like, what, six, seven years younger than them. Mm-hmm. And they're 30-ish? 27? I, so. I think it's like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, they're like, they're 28 because it's been 10 years since they were 18 when everything happened. That is how math works. Then, I mean... 
there's so much that happens in this time. Like it, it's mostly just a lot of good like story building and character like backstory. Yeah, getting to know the characters, who they were. Yeah, you before. learn about Corinne, who was the childhood best friend. But she's kind of mean. Like she described yeah. it when she talked about like their friendship was kind of like very much like we're kind of mean to each other and we kind of hate each other, but like we understand each other, so we stick together. And also, um, Corinne seemed to be like the more popular of the best friend or of the of their little friend <laughs> where it's like oh yeah corinne you're invited and then yeah you can bring nick because i guess she's always with you anyway it also just sounds like it's a small ass town mm-hmm. there's not a lot of opportunity so this friendship is a it's it's a friendship of opportunity it's literally just well nick is hot and i'm hot and, and this... also it's like the two girls are like oh they're going places so they're friends mm-hmm. yeah and there's a third girl yeah but i don't remember her name i don't either i don't think she's that important let's honestly. just call her amber because i feel like it because alert <laughs> those three all have boyfriends except the third friend so like corinne has a boyfriend named justin what the fuck is his name corinne has a boyfriend named jacob i hope and <laughs> nick has a boyfriend named tyler Wow, the girl names are so interesting. And then David, Jake, Tyler. I know the girl names are Annalise, so... Nicolette, yeah. <laughs> Corinne. No, they are very princessy. And then the other ones are like, yeah, I drive a truck. Even Laura, Laura to me is a princess name. It's just not like because as... Because we know a princess. True, 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 true. We know a queen. No, because then Annalise shows up at her back door and was like, I have yeah, photos that you're not going to want. That's not yet, see. not yet, no, not yet. That's what, that's what shoots it back two weeks. Oh, are we going to go in chronological order of the book, oh. or are we going to go in chronological order of the... Okay, let's do story. Because I'm doing, the, I'm doing that, from, that makes sense. Yeah. like, the first day... Okay, because, so, well, we get the... That's why it confused me, because it starts off where she gets there, and it's the first day, and then it jumps to day 15. <sighs> we get the first day of, of her finding out about the girlfriend, because I, I don't think we'd understand the story if they didn't do it this way, but it's what made it confusing on the audio, because you learn about Annalise dating... What's his bitch? Tyler. Tyler. Sila. Yvonne's back. Sila. I'm Nicole. And I'm Yvonne. <laughs> then Nicolette. We find out she finds out about this date with her, you know, ex boyfriend. She's like, I don't fucking care. I don't. I have to go visit my dad who has dementia and early onset dementia from alzheimer's i have to go clean my house i'm a busy girl I've, i don't have time to worry about a 10 year old disappearance of my best friend that everyone keeps bringing up it's weird this is why i'm leaving you guys are weird and then you ever see me without this hat you ever see me in this town <laughs> so weirdo i was thinking that's almost in every episode because <laughs> we're weird have you ever seen us not mention this reference <laughs> We're weird. We're weirdos. So <laughs> it flashes. So at this point, we, we get that first day of her cleaning, taking off the ring, running into Tyler, finding out he goes on a date with Annalise, checking in with her brother, finding out he has a gun. It lays a lot of traps. And then whoop, we're in a weird time flip. And it works really well. Lends well to the story. But suddenly we're, how does it, how does this, it's told in reverse. So we go from. some there, Someone is exploring a house. I think right because they keep mentioning her ring and oh 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 she okay she's visiting her dad oh no no it jumps from there to day 15 yeah of Tyler coming into her house with mud on his boots 
Yeah. And, and she's not. And oh, so so we get Annalise Annal- missing. Yeah, yeah. Annalise is missing. So we get Ann- we so everything we learn in that first chapter is like brother has a gun. Dad is alluded to have you know has something to do with the mysterious disappearance of her best friend. He knows something. He knows something. He was the last person to see her. Nobody knows that. Um. Uh, Tyler's her, going out. Tyler's with going out with the girl that we then learn pretty much immediately is missing, and then it jumps to Tyler showing up to her house covered in mud. Um, cop sirens are coming. She's rushing Tyler up the stairs. She's like, "What did you do? What did you do? Uh, what are we gonna do?" And he's like, "You got to get out of here. I have this house." Da da da. And then it cuts to two weeks before that. Yeah. And it's where she goes to visit her dad. And he's talking about Corinne, like, nonstop. And, like, she explains that um, there's still some rumors that he has something to do with her missing. And, which as also comes in later on, why those rumors probably started. This is a secret tool for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she kind of tells him, like, you have to stop. But she's like, just don't ever fucking mention Corinne. And then she goes back home. She sees Tyler again. They, like, bump uglies a few times when they shouldn't. But a she also mentions times. her um, fiancé is, like, coming to help her. Which is important, I oh. think. There's someone sneaking in the house is a thing that also is like that. This is a set from day, like from the beginning, like there's someone in the house. <laughs> um, it starts early on, like back doors are left open. Uh, her ring goes missing. We find out why later, but her ring goes missing. Um, someone's coming in and out of the house. Uh, but this is before the, this is either right before the jump or right, like, Right before Annalise goes missing, there's frequently someone coming in and out of the house. And originally, I thought it was... This is right before I figured out what's going on. Because right when we get the first flashback with Corinne, their friendship dynamic, I was like, I know what's happening. Um, But it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. But I thought that it was her dad coming in the house. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, maybe he's like faking the dementia and he killed her best friend. And because I, I kind of want to hear your guys' theories because I feel like that'd be kind of fun. But I don't think I had theories. Yeah. I think honestly, I was like, I'm just going to be along for the ride. Oh, it's just vibes. Yeah, same. I I didn't have any theories. I was just gonna. I knew that my questions would be answered, so I wasn't really theorizing anything. Mm. I think I thought the dad has something to do with it, but then I looking back, I'm like that's too obvious. They she set it up to where she wanted you to think the dad had something to do with mm. it. Yeah, it's clearly, we're supposed to think it's either Tyler, the dad, Jake, but Jake is cleared pretty early on, or uh, the brother. There was, yes, because you find out, um, some of the things about Corinne's case is that there was, there's a cave, and there was a pregnancy test in there, and everyone thinks it's Corinne's, and so she was pregnant with a child, and so they think whoever was the father, the baby's father killed her, and they think it's Jake. But then you find out it was Nick's brother. Yeah. They also find an engagement ring. Yes. And they, like, in that cave. And that's around where she went missing. Because there, there's a huge uh, festival, carnival. Yeah, it's like fair. a carnival. Like yeah. yeah. There's the fair. Like the every summer or something. Yeah, it's like a county fair or something. And it keeps flashing back to that because that's the night she went missing. And Nick can't stop thinking about that and how they were all on the Ferris wheel. And how there's a moment where Corinne's, like, stand outside of the gates while the fair was still going. And I was supposed to be so dangerous, and but she, like, kind of bullies her into doing, like, you're going to fucking do it or I'm going to fucking They have a truth you. or dare thing, and you take the dare because if you do truth, then Corinne gets dirt on you and she'll use it against you forever, which is so fucked up. 
And it's also like, if you don't fucking do this, I'm going to make you do it. Mm-hmm. Which is also like, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a toxic friend. Kind of hot, though. She visits her dad. The cops visit the dad. Her boyfriend is like a lawyer, like top, like Harvard, Yale-esque, like rich bitch. Like David. I, oh. I honestly kept Calling fucking up his name. Because her brother's name is David in this, Daniel. right? Daniel. And that kept fucking me up. Yeah, he's just like David from He's literally David, point yeah. two. Yeah. 2.0. Oh my god, is that just like a, a character type? Yeah. Those that, poor men, they're not even doing anything wrong. They're just no, boring. They're just yeah. boring. They're just predictable. Cool. I'm just saying, it's right, yeah. the men that are toxic are the ones that are getting hailed in all these stories. It's not fair. Like, That's true, because Tyler's fucked up, but I was all I was about Tyler. Tyler, I was like, <laughs> Tyler straight up like want to keep cheating on every person we ever date that's and not I was us like, yeah. And I was like yeah okay <laughs> but that's what made me okay so basically what happens we can skip skip it to uh it's kind of alluded to like Annalise goes missing it kind of reignites that crazy that Nick has been suppressing about what happened like she has clearly had this buried under her skin for a long time trying to convince herself like she's a new person it doesn't bother her but she also literally forgets so the trauma of what happened like literally makes her forget she like the memory has to be like jarred out of her for her to like physically remember what happened she remembers it she just doesn't let herself like because she admits she's like no she remembers certain things that incriminates her dad because she remembers seeing her dad holding a body in a blanket and she remembers that the week after, or a few days after Corinne um, went missing, they repaved their garage that got turned into an apartment for her brother, even though her brother is supposed to leave. It was the next day. They woke up that next morning. She did, she never sees the body. She never sees the porch and any of that stuff. She learns all of that um, through the photos. Through the photos. But she did, because um, she didn't know her dad was out. He was actually trying to be a good dad for once. And he did. Like, this is like the ultimate fucking thing you can do for your kid. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, we'll get there. I'm trying to see where we should start. So she visits her dad. Um, her boyfriend's the lawyer. Uh, he is advising her over the phone initially. Like, what's the traumatic thing that makes him come back to her? There's a break in, but something else happens, and I can't remember what it is. I don't remember what it is either. No, there's something traumatic that happens. They find something about the case. And it's kind of incriminating. And so he comes back so that he can, like, help her. Because at this point, they don't even know if they're really together anymore. But, like, he's like, no, I need to help her. So he literally comes to there to help her. But I think it's the photos. Mm -mm. It's, it's, that's the second point. He's leaving and he comes back for that. And then he's leaving again and he comes back multiple times. Um, But the first time he comes to her, someone breaks in the house... And something happens that, like, shakes her the fuck up. And she calls Tyler. We don't... We don't oh, I don't think we find out till later. That's why... That was confusing for me on audio, because it's, like, alluded to someone breaking in the house, and then something happens, and right. she calls Tyler. And, time and we again. find out what it is later. I still don't remember. It's, um... We'll get to it. It's when... I think it is when they get the photos. Yeah. Because the photos of her father... Holding, holding but we the- don't know that yet yeah yeah because it time jumps again so her fiance keeps telling her like don't let the cops talk to your dad and she's like this is a small town you talk to the cops you know the cops the cops you grew the up cops with kids were raised with you yeah. they're the people that pulled you over what are you hiding from them like you you don't need to they already know your dirty laundry so what the fuck are you hiding mm-hmm. like and he's like well that's that's a little that's against the law they need permission they need parmesan 
she fucks Tyler. You just get there. Jake is kind of we we figure out pretty early on like Jake didn't do anything. He fucking loved Corinne. Like nobody thinks that he did it that knew them. It seems more like in high school like that was his high school crush and she like let him be around her because it wasn't really like they had anything. She was sleeping with Daniel most of their high school experience. Well, it was he was her boyfriend for the sake of like girls like Corinne should have a boyfriend. Yeah. 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 It was for show. Like she let him be around her because she knew that's what was expected of her. And meanwhile, he was like genuinely infatuated with her, but she she just used him for the image. Yeah, because their third friend that I can't remember the name of wanted to fuck the him. And that's another reason why Corinne chose him was to fuck with that friend. Yeah. Gosh, she's so toxic. <laughs> but she's so good at it. I love bitches. Like Corinne's kind of characters are like my favorite. I'm like, ooh, more. More power. More evil. More. Yeah. But, and I, I like the fictional character I'd want to be Corinne, except for like alive. <laughs> <laughs> living living Corinne yeah. just a bitch that and keeps not, on trucking yeah, not missing energizer bunny of bitches yeah because these bitches always die <laughs> you could do one dangerous thing <laughs> a heist or be Corinne that lives uh no I've had friends like Corinne and they're alive I've had friends like Corinne and we're not friends anymore but so you end up finding out that Corinne was never pregnant um Nick was yeah and her and Tyler were engaged weren't they they got engaged five minutes before what happens happened. She does come back to visit her dad every time. No matter if she's dating somebody, uh, she fucks Tyler. We find out that she left him without without a goodbye, and she just kind of came back and he just accepted it. And they've just been fucking ever since. Like, they never stopped being together physically, but emotionally she kind of shut him off. Like, unless she's in town. She, like, blocked his number, changed changed that number, got a new phone, dipped that man. Change that number, change it around. <laughs> and he still said that coochie what? As soon as she came back to town. Like, their scene where they, like, meet again after she leaves, she, like, dyed her hair to change everything. Like, she dyed her hair red and, like, came back to town. Nixon town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're, like, walking across this, like, pond or river on each side of it, just, like, walking, like, looking at each other, kind of like Yuri on Ice, the airport scene. That's my favorite scene. Don't. Favorite scene. Uh, Don't but they're straight up like looking at each other and they walk and they like meet in the middle and he's just like, so you got a new phone? And then everything's fine and they just fuck forever. But unfortunately, that even means when Nick has a fiance and this made me not like her because of the way that she like was so in denial to herself. Like, I'm not going to fuck him. I'm not going to fuck him. I'm not going to fuck him. And then immediately fucks him as soon as they're alone together. Literally like they're alone for two seconds. And she's like, peeny? I mean, peeny? Peeny? The thing is, her fiance never does anything wrong. He's and she even like he's the ultimate sacrifice at the end. No, but I feel like in fiction, like I want to be that person, <laughs> the cheater. No, like just like the really fucked up person. So when the characters are fucked up, and like I can be along with it. Like if they're the main character, I'm like, yes, girl, get it, get it. Be no, I respect up. it. I respect it as a choice. In real life, I'm not like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it made me mad because. Also, the characters are written in a real, really realistic way. We don't learn that much about them, and I feel like that's why they they keep so realistic. But it also made me like more mad because I'm like, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't deserve to be cheated on. He didn't like. There's no like he girl was boss moment. Boring, like David. You were all about like not yeah. fucking with David. <laughs> you're like he's fucking boring, bitch's ass, and you're over here like he did nothing. He did wrong. nothing wrong. He didn't deserve it. My thing with David is that he knew she didn't want to be with him. And he, like, held it in and then blew up on her at the end. That was my biggest issue with David. He knew that she had checked out long before she did. And as a good partner, it's his job to be like, hey, 
you're check the fuck out let's end this and instead he was like i was just waiting for you to fall back in love with me or like get over yourself that's fucked up that's my qualm with david this guy was just straight up like like she was she was trying to convince herself and him she's like love you i'm not fucking anybody calling him in the fucking apartment of the guy she's fucking being like i'll call you later i'm tired get a gtg she was tired she's got her back blown out yeah that's fucked up <laughs> and also like in 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 five years she never cheated on david and he had the audacity to be like you made me wait to marry you even though i knew this was gonna happen kermit <laughs> that's what he sounds like to me so they're comparable but they're not the same r.i.p but he's built different yeah uh, so they, they be fucking and, uh, and I do like Nick later on cause I think she makes the right decision. I just a little late in my opinion. Uh, what's her fiance's name? David for 2.0. Jackson. His name is not Jacob. It's Jackson. Oh, damn. They don't even mention the fiance in the about. That's so funny. He's just That's how important. unimportant he is. We can just skip. There's a bunch of, like, cool, like, twisty features that happen in little, like, snippets into their past. You learn more about Corinne being an absolute raging bitch. She's insane. She's so manipulative and it's so gently done that you don't even realize how bad the manip- manipulation is until the end. Like, her clearly only dating Ty- or Jackson strictly to fuck with her friend and Jackson all at the same time. And probably the guy she's fucking, but we don't get that much layers into it because we later learn that's Daniel, Nick's brother... Uh, which she's also probably doing just to fuck with Nick and Daniel and Jackson. I think it was kind of implied that she like genuinely liked Daniel and Daniel was like in love with her. They care. I think she actually cared about him, but like, I also think she cared about Nick. And I think that's why she also kept it away from everyone. Like no one knew about it. Yeah, that's true. Because that was genuinely her. But she definitely cared about Nick and that's how she treated him. You find out that Annalie had photos because their properties don't have fences. It's like woods between their houses. Yeah, you share a big And backyard. she um, had photos of her of Nick's dad holding what looks like a body in a blanket. In a blanket. But you can't actually see the body. And um, that's what makes Nick's boyfriend or fiance come back and give her like legal advice. And then... Um, All of this kind of culminates to a head we learn when... Um, Daniel, she like walks in on Daniel at the garage and he won't open the door. And she's like, Go open the fucking door, Daniel. He's like, No, you need to walk away from this or you're never going to be able to, able to. And then that's when she kind of, like, as a character, stops being stupid and goes, I've never, like, been able to walk away from this. I need to just face it head on. Walks in. He's digging up their garage door. She's like, What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Dad didn't do this. Um, and then we learn that she did it. Kind of. And Corinne also kind of did it because Corinne's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, you get to the point where it goes, because it flashes back to the night of the fair a couple times, but then you get the full story where, um, Hootie, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. She hits Corinne with her car. Uh, no. On accident purpose. Corinne jumps in front of it. Do you guys think that it's alluded to that, like, she saw Corinne coming and kind of, like, there's a oops wrong pedal well there's like a millisecond where she's like do i want to hit this bitch oh she wants me to hit her yeah yeah because there's something at the fair happens where oh no she basically tries corinne tries to tell um daniel that nick is pregnant and that sets her off and she's pissed because she she punch he punches tyler 
N- no. Tyler and Daniel get in a fist Daniel fight. hits Nick, and that's where they get in a fist fight. That's where all of her trauma comes from. This is all at the fair. fair no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it flashes back <laughs> to the fair, and Daniel hits Nick, and then Nick and Tyler get in a fist fight. And, or, or do they get in a fist fight, and then she pulls him off? And then Corinne tells Daniel that, like, Daniel doesn't find out she's pregnant until after he hits her. Yeah. And that's where their whole, like, because it's a, they have such an awkward, awful sibling relationship as adults. But pu- before that, as teens, they had a good relationship. And you don't know what went wrong. You just know he hit her. Yeah. And you're like, one hit from a sibling. Like, I was like, that's whatever. Yeah. Me and my brother were like, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> and I do it again. And I do it again. <laughs> like, girl, this is a small hick town. Like, you've been hit by this man before. But then you learn, like, it was an actual, like, he fuck, he's rock him, sock him to her. Yeah. And then found out she was pregnant. And also, possibly is why she miscarried. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, we don't know if it was the car crash that happens in a second that we'll tell you about, or if it was him punching her, like, hard. And also, even if it wasn't him, you'll find out why it might have been him momentarily. Because my theory for why Corinne went in front of the car, because she, she, she tells, you know, the dare earlier of her mm-hmm. standing outside. We now learn that Corinne knew she was pregnant, was trying to get her to drink that whole night. She was like fake drinking. Nick, Nick was fake drinking uh, to appease Corinne. And then Corinne tells her to get on the side of the car. And then she leans into only her ears so their third randomly unnamed friend uh, doesn't hear it and whispers... You should jump. And it was, like, the first time she felt like Corinne meant for her to hurt herself. Like, their whole relationship hinged on the fact that they barely liked each other. They definitely hated each other. But this was an agreement. It worked. They protected each other in every way a teenage girl can protect another teenage girl, which is a lot. And it's important. And that was the first time Corinne kind of broke that and straight up was like, just kill yourself. Yeah, just fucking jump. Just do it. Get it over with. Like, we're all tired. We're all sick and tired of... (laughs) <laughs> dealing with you yeah and and uh so she got back in the car she's already mad she comes down i don't remember why daniel hit her was it because he was fighting with tyler and she pulled him off or something i think he so. said something about her being dumb and like stopping a child yeah yeah and then but it that- escalated to where like he like just rocked her world yeah in a bad way oh yeah tyler beat him up so bad that it, he couldn't drive like his mm-hmm. his hands were bloodied from her brother and she was like get him babe fucking deserves it (laughs) uh and then as they're driving away so much happens this is such a cw ass cutscene moment like this stressed me the fuck out we see annalise in the back seeing all of this go down we see corinne and daniel in the corner macking on each other and that's when uh that's what actually made her that's what made nick pissed she's like you're you punched me in the face you fist fight my boyfriend and you comfort my best friend who just told me to kill myself. I'm 17 and this is too much to handle.com. I'm going to get in a car and just drive. Like Lana Del Rey says. And That's your reference that driver's license song. I know, me too. No, like, don't. I'm not that don't young. Know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know she drives. The it. issue is it's such a small town. Everybody has seen like, something at this fair. People saw her drinking. So now they have to lie about where they were at when they get questioned about why Corinne went missing because, oh, she's drinking behind a wheel, even though she was fake drinking because she was pregnant. Uh, they also let the pregnancy lie slide because it just adds more kinks into the story. The whole reason this became confusing for us is because these teenagers were scared and they didn't know what happened to their best friend's body because Nick is, ha- I forgot her name, 
Nick is having such a hard time with everything that she just saw, like her best friend and her brother, her brother hitting her, like being pregnant and being told to kill herself by her best friend, mm-hmm. um, realizing how toxic her home life is. And she's like, I got to get out of here. She makes that decision there, which I thought was inter- like really cool that that was a, a writing decision because she could have made it after what happens. But she write- makes it right there. I need to get out of here. But uh, she pulls over in the car. Her Her boyfriend makes her pull over. And Tyler's like, I love you. I just asked your dad for your hand in marriage this morning, and I want to marry you. He's like, even with all the fucked up shit that just happened, it's even more important to me now that I know we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And she's like, aw. Um, Sweet. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you go, you feel that? Speed <laughs> bumper. Uh, <laughs> we're fucked up. <laughs> because what happens is she says yes. And puts the wedding ring on, and, and it makes her calm down a little bit. And she starts driving, and then she kind of, like, starts panicking again. Because she's like, oh, but i got to get out of here, but I love this man. Like, I'm torn between two worlds. There's two wolves inside two me. Two worlds, one family. Trust your heart. Disney adults, am I right? Hey, the Tarzan soundtrack. No, yeah, it's an exception. Okay. You don't have to be a Disney adult. That's an exceptional soundtrack. Thank you. Phil Collins didn't have to go that hard. Really and he did it off. for us. He cared about he this generation. He actually technically did it for his daughter. I forgot, yeah. <laughs> I think we're all Phil Collins' daughter. <laughs> that's, like, that's a wholesome one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. She's driving. She's panicking. And she's trying to calm down again. And then she something Corinne. steps out in front of the car. Or she, she sees Corinne on the side of the road. And, oh. And that pisses her off more. There's a secondary whisper. There was a second whisper from Corinne after she didn't jump. She didn't jump... And this is where I'm like, oh, Corinne made the decision, either you die or I die. Right there. Because she said, jump. She didn't jump. And then she says, if you see me on the side of the road, pretend you didn't. And uh, she she listened to Corinne one last time. Because Corinne is on the side of the road. And she's like, ooh, I want to hit that bitch. I hate this fucking motherfucker. Yeah, it makes her more mad. Yeah. yeah. She was coming down and she like, sees it and she's like, oh, no, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I fucking hate that bitch. I will pass you on this street. Wish I had a fucking gun so it could be a drive-by. And I do it again. Bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Corinne steps in front of the vehicle, and Nick is like, "Oh my god, one final chess move, <laughs> fucking checkmate!" Come on, Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> and so <sighs> Nick doesn't really want to kill her best friend. She swerves the car at the last second, and um, she's like, "Did I hit her? Did I hit her? Oh my god!" And she gets fucking impaled by a branch. Um, homeboy is tossed around. Tyler's just, they're probably not wearing seatbelts. It's fucking backwoods in a pickup truck. Uh, literally there's a hole, there's a, there's a branch through Nick's shoulder. And she's like, doesn't even feel the pain at first. She's just like, where's Corinne? Where's Corinne? Where's Corinne? And then she's like, ouchie. <laughs> and then Tyler's like, look, you, you, uh, um, you gotta go home. We're gonna take you home. And then, uh, Nick's like, nobody can see the car, though. Like, the car is, 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 if people see us like this, we need to find Corinne. Like, where's Corinne? We need to take her. And then Tyler's like, you're right. Nobody can see the car like this. I'm going to take the back roads home. But you need to get your shoulder fixed up. And, like, you can't be seen near what just happened. And she's like, is she dead? Is she? And he's like, I don't see your ass. It's dark. We need to go. We got to, like, everybody saw us leave at the same time. She gets out of the car. She's, like, calling for her. But it's such a Corinne thing to, like, pretend to get hit by a car and then hide and yeah. fuck them over. So they're like, that's what happened. Let's go home. We find out her dad had pulled over. 
at the same time near the they're near the quarry that those cave systems and all of this is such a like dynamic moment like at this time tyler goes home fixes the truck so it doesn't look like they because he's like a mechanic-y bitch fixes the truck um makes it look like they didn't just get in a car crash she um just turns into the hulk and pulls this tree out of her shoulder and stumbles into the quarry looking for corinne like deep into this scary ass query system looking for her dead best friend comes out that's where her engagement ring fell off so we find out that's where that came from uh she goes we find out the pregnancy test was in corinne's bathroom because corinne forced uh like nick take it yeah because she's like your period's late (laughs) take this test bitch piss on this i've been tracking it (laughs) (laughs) literally probably she's in her like little room with her calendar (laughs) she's like truth or dare (laughs) i'll do truth you're pregnant I'll do dare. Take this test. Die. <laughs> Jump. Pain. He'll book pain. Uh, oh my god, it's Corinne. Um, Jane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pain. Uh, her dad had pulled over near the quarry. He finds Corinne's body. Probably saw the whole crash. He's a drunk, by the way. We didn't mention that, but that's uh, why everything happens. Um, he decided, he was like, you know what I am? This is so sad. He's drunk as fuck, driving around. He's like, you know what? I am going to be a good dad. I'm going to pull over and sober up and I'm going to get better for my kids. And then immediately watches his daughter hit her best friend with a car and kill her. And is like, well, I got to fix that. that. (laughs) I'm still going to be a good dad. I'm going to hide this body. But I'm staying drunk now. Forever. Forever. I got a drink to forget this. Yeah. So he takes her home, puts her, they they were renovating their whole house. He puts her under the cement in their garage, pours that bitch one final pour one out for Corinne. <laughs> God, that's so good. Do not cut that. Yeah, that Why am I so awful today? I'm like worse than normal. It like randomly hits that I'm just an atrocious human being. No, no. you're funny. Randomly funny. hits like Corinne. Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too, yeah. Not keeping that one It's in. funny no, because they're fictional characters. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're fake seats. Annalena's all of it. Annalise. Whatever. <laughs> Give the fuck she's, she's- dead. Yeah, the the whole thing, remember how Annalise was standing back near the Ferris wheel? She followed these bitches to an extent. She went I, to their think, house. Yeah, I think she was also, because she's the youngest one yeah. in that, not in the town, but she, she's a little one. And she's like, wow, those kids are so cool. I can't wait to be them when I grow up. So I'm going to watch every move they make. And she did. Yeah, she's literally, she has all these secret photos of them. She has these, she was obsessed with Corinne. She would take photos from their houses. That's who was going in the houses all, forever. Literally for the last 10 years, she'd been sneaking in and out of houses, little fucking weirdo. And she steals people's photos, and then she redraws just Corinne. Yeah, that's so weird. Could you imagine being Nick, finding that photo? It's the diagram. <laughs> finding that photo, and it's like, oh, wow, someone drew our picture. Oh, no, someone drew Corinne only, not me. Wow. But even the photos that Annalise was in, she would just draw her yeah. and Corinne. Like, yeah. that's... Fu- it's weird. And then she dates the guy who, at the time, she thought Corinne wanted to fuck. Like... I don't like this bitch. She's I don't. a weirdo. Have you ever seen her without her camera? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Because she took photos of everybody without their permission, and she would draw those, too. Uh, she went to art school and then came back. Like, you just left to get better at drawing Corinne. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point, Nick breaks into her house, and she finds all this weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you like find out. paraphernalia of her stalking this friend group for over a decade. Like, since she was, like, 10, and she's, like, 20-something now. Like, my age. Young and beautiful. Fresh, if you will. You ever want to hit someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'll fucking grin your ass. <laughs> I'll stand on the street. Jump. <laughs> so then we find out that, you know. She's she, blackmailing them. Yeah. The family. Annalise was blackmailing the dad this whole time. And that's why he was saying, oh, yeah, he was trying to convince the entire time. He was trying to convince Nick not to sell the house. And she didn't know why. And then her brother dug up her best friend's body in the garage and was like, ooh, this one can't sell the house. <laughs> Ain't that funny? That's so crazy. <laughs> I'm so glad I can contribute. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so crazy. They kind of relive the night they avoided. And that's kind of the whole plot of the book is like you can't run from shit. You can't run from who you are. And this is that moment for her. It, it leads all back to she relives the moment they should have originally lived with her, Daniel, and Tyler hiding Corinne's body um, in one of – because Daniel works in construction. They hide her body at 